Hello and welcome to Horror Court Trash Over, the show that discusses all of the masterpieces and trash the pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Wow, you sound excited. Do I? Yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm ready to talk some shit about this shit. It's been a while since we've had some proper, proper trash on this podcast. It's been a good while. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean... On this level, it's been a while. Yeah. I mean, the last trusted pieces we discussed maybe the kaiju films in Japanuary. Mm. Uh, and they were, you know, I mean, they, they still had some redeemable things about them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Today we talk about a film. Barely. <laughs> some Something. We talk it's, about something. It's... <laughs> I don't know how to describe a film. Yeah, I suppose, it's... technically. <laughs> when when did you first hear about this film? When it came out. When, when it came, it was, yeah. I'd, I'd, oh, well. I'd always wanted to see it. I, I'd always wanted to see it. Um, shout out to my friend Max for <laughs> pushing me to finally watch this. Uh, he told me a few things about it, and I was like, okay, this this really... This sounds like horror court trash other material. This sounds like should be something for the podcast. Uh, and upon watching it, I can confirm if any film was made for this podcast, it is LOL from 2012. Yeah, I was not going to lie. I was a little sceptical. I'd heard of the film. I heard it wasn't the best received, but I assumed, you know, it was called LOL. You know? It stars Miley Cyrus. It's called LOL, starring Miley Cyrus. I was like, of course, of course it wasn't well received. I didn't really have an interest in watching it. It was a little... I was maybe a little old at the time to be watching a Miley Cyrus film. Um, and do you know what? I made the right choice not to watch no. it at the time. You don't feel like your life has been changed? I, I'll make something very clear right here, right now. If I wasn't watching this film for the podcast so I could spend the best part of an hour and a half talking shit about it, I would have switched the fucking thing no. off. No. Were you not having fun? No. Okay, let's make some clip. We we started this film at four o'clock and did not finish it until half seven. Um, we had to keep pausing it. Oh my God. So this is written and directed by Lisa Azulos, uh, who, honestly, I didn't even know this existed. She made the original LOL. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, if, if anyone for some reason does not know what it stands for, it, it is in Hilary Duff's words in a Cinderella story, laugh out loud. Um, I mean, technically, yes. Yeah, she... uh, that's the, the first joke is the title itself. Yeah. Because it, it's the character's name. Unless slash, we'll get... Yeah. It's, okay. Slash, it's text speak for laugh out loud. Yeah, I thought you were going to give away, um, one of the, the funniest things about the film. No. Um... She made Sweetheart, Dalida, A Chance Encounter, Women, Hey Good Looking, Yolove, and I Love America. Um, ah, which is <laughs> just all dialogue from this film. She wrote and directed the, the original, uh, the French film. And do you know why she made it? Why? She made it because uh, she realised that movies based on teen life in France were almost entirely missing. Uh, and her daughter was just going to the cinema to watch American teen movies and horror films. So get yeah. So so she decided to just go out and make this for for that reason. This film in particular, the, the, original, the original, the original. Yeah, because I was gonna say 
So, I've just realised something. What? This is made by a French woman. Yeah. Okay. This is made by a woman. This is really surprises me because some of the dialogue in this is fucking iffy. Um, uh, towards French people and women. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the crew kept a running tally of the number of iPhones that were broken because whenever the director would get frustrated, she would throw one on the floor. <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to get frustrated when working with something like this, surely. I almost lost two iPhones <laughs> during this. It was made on a budget of $11 million. I assume most of that went on Miley Cyrus. And it made $10.5 million worldwide. That's a lot. I'm, that's that, not as that's, big a flop as it should have been. That's that's Miley Cyrus effect though, isn't it? I mean, she's you know a list, you know, and she was then really yeah. after Hannah Montana, you know, and what twenty twelve had she released? Well, she hadn't gone full sort of um, adult. Star. When was we well, her hair stop. in this film is very much in keeping with the Hannah Montana movie. Yeah, kind of. Brunette. Yeah, I suppose it would have been just before that then. Yeah. Um, okay, so I was going to make a point, and this film has absolutely scrambled my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's gone. It's gone forever. Maybe for the best. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Ah, oh, that's going to bug me now. If I remember, then I'll say it. You anyway, might remember. Uh, should we talk about who's in the film? Uh, in a section we like to call "Hey, I know you," and there's a lot in this film. There is. I've, I've, yeah, I've limited it down a bit. I, yeah, that I could go. On, this section could go on forever, though. It could. Um, Miley Cyrus is Lola Lowell Williams. Yes, she was in uh, obviously Hannah Montana, Big Fish, Bolt, Sex and the City Two. That masterpiece. The night before, so I undercover. Think she was in Sex and the City too. She was, was she? yeah. Was she really? Uh -huh. She's in so undercover. The last song and more. She's kind of stopped with the films now, hasn't she? Probably for the best. Maybe. For I the can't best. believe this wasn't nominated for Razzies. Like, I I can't believe it, it was nominated. It was one nomination. Teen Choice Awards. Teen Choice Awards for. That's my point. That's what I was going to say. I've remembered. I've remembered. Oh? Yeah. So I thought when this was released, I could have sworn this was a twelve when it was released. A twelve mm. A. So kids could go see it, right? Yeah. Fifteen. Yeah. Like, this is a very in, in places. This is like really adult and. That really surprised me. It's, yeah. Out, the kind of adult parts just completely come out of nowhere. I don't know who the film's made for. It's, it's, yeah. I, can you think of another teen film? Or I suppose you've got stuff like American Pie. and It's such, not quite on that I level. Suppose. It, but I mean, in terms of teen films that are racier. But I mean, American Pie was like over 10 years before this came out. It's like a completely different market. I don't know what this is going for. No. Though. I, you know, there's one scene that feels like it's directly ripping off Clueless, but the rest of the film certainly isn't going for Clueless. I, I, the film is Clueless. Like, I mean, it doesn't have any direction whatsoever. Anyway, yeah. We'll... I just, I, I mean, in terms, the, the reason we bring up the point is because obviously your target audience for this is Hannah Montana fans. Yes. They are fans of Hannah Montana. And this is, I think, a little too... Adult or it really is, yeah. For the Hannah Montana audience, like when did Hannah Montana finish? Was it a few years before this. Um, 
I think was it? it or I, it... No, I don't actually don't think it was. I don't think it was that far, you know, before this. So it's just it's okay. Yeah, when this was released in the cinema, it was a twelve. Oh, oh. For moderate sex references, soft drug use, and language. Oh. What the fuck? Okay. That I suppose that makes more sense. It, I mean, with in some of the things up to yeah, but I mean in regards to the target audience. So were there? Were there any cuts made to it? Like, I don't know. No, it, it, no, no, it doesn't look like it. Oh. <laughs> the rating oh system's always been a bit weird. Could you imagine taking your kids to see this film and then the chicken scene happens? Mm. How the fuck could you explain that? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Imagine being like, oh, let's go see Miley Cyrus's new film. <laughs> oh, lots of Brazilian, mum. <laughs> So we can't stop was twenty thirteen. So this is the year before. Oh, okay. This so is, this is yeah. dipping her toes into uh, yeah. more adult orientated um <laughs> whatever. Whatever the fuck this is. Is it a film? Is it I dunno. Yeah, so <laughs> it also stars Demi Moore yes. as Anne Williams. Uh the director only wanted to do the American remake if she would star in it. Okay. Uh, obviously, Demi Moore, star of G.I. Jane, Ghost, Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, Indecent Proposal, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, A Few Good Men, next week's podcast <gasps> film, Striptease, Striptease, and more. Yeah, yeah, poor Demi Moore. I, I don't know. I mean, there's only so much you can blame on the material. <laughs> no one's good in this no. film, unfortunately. You know, we, we do stand Demi Moore, but um, yeah, this isn't the one. Douglas Booth uh, plays Kyle, Kyle Ross. Uh, he was recently in Unwelcome. Thankfully, the years have been kind to him since his little uh, Justin Bieber era that we get here. <laughs> yeah. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, Jupiter Ascending, The Dirt, Mary Shelley, The Riot Club, Noah, My New York Year, and more. So for some fun facts about Douglas Booth, he learned how to play guitar just for his role in this film. Oh, wow. And whilst filming LOL, uh, he developed an obsession with carrots as he would chew them whenever he was nervous. Right. <laughs> okay. Healthy. 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 I mean, than, you know. You know, crack or... Good coping mechanism. Crystal meth. I'll try that out. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Green plays Ashley. She was in The Twilight Saga, Bombshell, The Apparition, The Immaculate Room. Aftermath, Wrong Place, Christmas on My Mind, and more. Uh, she was 25 in this film, playing a teenager. Oh, okay. Good genes. Couldn't yeah. tell, actually. Was she in Scream 4? No. Oh. Uh, Thomas, uh, finally, Thomas Jane plays Alan Williams. He was in Boogie Nights, Deep Blue Sea, The Thin Red Line, The Punisher, Face Off, The Predator, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Hung, and more. Yeah. Um, also, Marlo Thomas from That Girl, probably most famously known as Rachel's mother in Friends. Um, she's inexplicably in this, as is Nora Dunn from uh, Saturday Night Live. You wouldn't know. She looks like Lorraine Kelly She in does this. look like Lorraine <laughs> Kelly. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some of them, I'm like, what? Did you sign up for this? Did you read the script? Yeah. Did you read the screenplay? Let's let's talk about a feature <laughs> presentation. Friendship is not that easy to turn into love. Now that you're 
giving it up, I figured maybe I could get some. I can't believe I ever dated you! A C in history? A D in biology? Lola, what are you thinking? It's not my fault. There's a few things that I won't tolerate. Really? Like what? Like messing up your life. I was never that bad, was I? Well, sometimes you were. I really want to kiss you. Me too. So how was the party? Do anything fun? It's so good to love someone so much it hurts. Hey, look, yeah. look, look. She's up to no good. I told you. You're disgusting. Lola, wait up! You think Ashley and I... Come on, don't lie to me. It's not my fault you're a little groovy. can't take a joke. Hey, Lon, it's me. Can we talk? This song's for someone who means a lot to me. I won't let you go. Now you know. I've been crazy for you all this time. I've kept it close. Always hope. With a heart on So Lola Lowell Williams leads an ordinary life in Chicago with her boyfriend Chad and best friends Emily, Janice and Kyle. Um, we start the film with Everybody by Ingrid Michaelson playing before we get some narration. Yeah, um, it's it's one of those very light acoustic love songs that teen films fucking love. Oh, everybody wants love, 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 <laughs> Drinking a coffee in the cafe, wearing plaid, didn't do my hair today. <laughs> that kind oh, of song. Thank you, the performance. Um, and that comes from a Michelle Branch stand. If anyone knows Michelle Branch, if you don't, Spotify, you know, I love that kind of music, but I get fucking fed up of it in these <laughs> fucking teen films. Well, the narration um, is, is Lola. She's like, every year it's weird going back to school. Seeing each other face to face again. Oh my god, Jennifer Coolidge is in this. <laughs> it's incredible. I thought it was about Dolly Parton. <laughs> but at least I have my friends. Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly. We're in slow mo, but that's how all the hot girls show up. Just kidding. We just want to look like we don't care, especially in front of the guys, and this is me not caring. So she starts necking a guy. <laughs> she does. Um, this what this is going for is like oh my god she's so down to earth and so relatable. <laughs> this is what I feel like oh my god she's just as crazy as all of us. Um, she's so weird. She speaks. Like, oh my god she talks like us. Yeah, she talks a lot of shit. Um, I pretend that I'm going in slow mo because I'm a hot girl too. <laughs> but really, I have crippling anxieties. <laughs> she's just like us. Oh, <laughs> Look at that huge fucking apartment she lives in. <laughs> yeah, this entire film is white people problems. <laughs> Rich white people problems. It, it's, it really, really is. It really like, is. It's just a film compiled of minor inconveniences for an hour and a half. <laughs> oh my God, everybody just has a real minor inconvenience. Um, she talks a lot of shit. Um, some of her highlights are, uh, she's like, oh, and her... We call her to post it because she sticks to every guy and pretends that she loves them. Ugh, whatever. She just decides to... And I've, I've got in my notes, what is this bitch going on about? <laughs> because she just decides to introduce so many characters at once. This is my best friend. Yeah. 
this is my best friend. This this is my real best friend. This is real <laughs> best friend territory. You know, and it's my ride or die. This is some bitch. She's called Post It because she sticks to men. Because this film fucking loves slut shaming. Oh my god! Yeah, at every corner. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, she one of the characters she makes a big point about is Kyle. She's like, ah, oh, here's my friend Kyle. Yeah, we're just friends, Kyle. I wonder if that could ever change. Me and my friend Kyle. Kyle, 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 Kyle. And it's like, okay, I wonder if that's going to be a big plot point later on. We've been best friends for so long, but nothing <laughs> happened, though. Why? There's no explanation as to... We've just been friends for it's so long. It's not even long. like we're two guys ripping into a film that's not made for us, because at the end of the day, even the target audience for this... What are they going to relate to in this film? What is there to relate to in this? This is, I mean, I, I, yeah, it is two guys. <laughs> Potentially this wasn't, I wasn't the target audience for this. I mean, I probably was around this time. I mean, if it was made five years earlier, you know, then I would have been the target audience. for the, You know, if this was Hilary Duff, if this was how the Lizzie McGuire film went, and it kind of was how the Lizzie McGuire film went. <laughs> It, it, is. it kind of is. There are spots uh-huh. that I feel like directly taken from the Lizzie McGuire movie. But um, <laughs> I would have been the target audience. You know, I'm a gay guy. I want to see Demi Moore, you know, camp it up. I, I am your target audience. I want to yeah. see this. Um, She also introduces us to um, who I have for the whole of my notes down as Wes. It's not Wes, it's when. Yeah. When. What it's short for, no idea. No idea. I'm assuming Wendell, because, you know, that's a dorky name mm-hmm. in these kind of films. Yeah. Uh, Paul Wen, he... And I, I say this before we're properly introduced to Wen. But Paul Wen wears glasses. So we know... <laughs> we know he's a complete dork. And apparently, according to Lowell, no one pays attention to him anyway. No. Um, and I, I just put... Is this meant to make me like her? Well, yeah, she's like, horrible. Like, she's just like, well, no one pays attention to him anyway. And I'm like, why? Give me a reason for this. Apart from he wears glasses. Yeah. But you b- know? back to the point I was making out about the target audience. Who is it made for? Because at the end of the day, if it was targeted towards teens, then why include the extra adult stuff in here? Mm. Like, why include that? If this is your target audience, then what are you doing? That is true, because Demi Moore actually does take up a lot of the film. Yeah. And her story is of absolutely no interest whatsoever to a teen no. audience. This is, you know, I was in, interested in that. <laughs> Were you? Well, I mean, I, I could have <laughs> if it was any good. But, you know, divorced mother, you know, it, kind of interesting. But, you know, that part of the film, like, who is that for? Yeah. Who Who is, what's with all this adult stuff like and i don't mean adult as in like racy i mean like adults like people in their yeah. 40s you know who is that for in this teen film well the narration ends with anyway here we are just going with the flow trying to love lift and laugh out loud i shit you not that is the exact dialogue trying to love lift and laugh out loud <laughs> i promise you that is exactly what is said <laughs> Literally put in my notes. Love, live, and laugh out loud. I just put, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> live, laugh, love before it was cool. Uh, yeah, but, uh, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, um, and she's like, which is nice because my name is Lola, but everyone calls me Lol. Okay. Spoiler alert. The elephant in the room. <laughs> Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Ah. Um, first of all, we get a title card on the floor. Great. Um, 
this film is called Lol. Yeah. She she says she makes a big point about everyone calls her Lol. Everyone calls me Lol. No one in this fucking film calls her Lol. One person does. Kyle calls her it. Fifty-three minutes into the film, no one else calls her Lol. What the fuck? That is some of the messiest writing I have ever witnessed. So you're telling me this this writer was fine with putting that line of dialogue in there and then having... No, she was in charge. She's the director. Yeah. Writer and director. Yeah. She had no one else call her lol throughout no. the entire fucking film. What? <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Because... Like, even when she gave this to the studio, I was like, okay, yeah, by the way, this is Lionsgate. This was released by a big, fairly big studio at the time. Mostly released horror films, and they released this. Um, they watched this back, and they were like, yeah, yeah, go and release it. But they didn't point that out. Like, no one pointed this out. No. And it's such a cliche. <laughs> like, in films, it's like, everybody calls me such and such. And it's usually followed by people referring to them as that name throughout the film. Um, if this was a parody, I could understand. Yeah. I was like, everyone calls me Susan. And then no one refers to a Susan yeah. throughout the whole film. That's funny. Mm-hmm. That's funny. In this context, it's funny. Also really shit writing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, when I defended when not so long ago... I'll get to that. I shouldn't know. (laughs) Emily is fuming that the post-it girl has hijacked her Zadig bag. Uh, Zadig? Is it? Yeah, Zadig. Zadig Zadig bag uh, that she had to special order. Janice finds this hilarious for some reason. When, uh, yeah, sexually harasses Emily briefly. And Emily informs us how gorgeous Mr. Ross is. uh, One of her teachers. Yeah, when just kind of starts pouring at her. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. The, now I understand why no one pays him any attention. Yeah. But maybe they should. And, like, you know... Report him. Report him to someone. <laughs> when they return to school after the summer, uh, Lola discovers that Chad has cheated on her. So they break up in what is an hilariously bizarre scene. He walks up like, Oh, yeah, just, uh, I was at the uh, summer camp and I shagged this girl. <laughs> and then she's like, Oh, Oh, yeah, me too. I totally hooked up with someone. And he was like, oh, really? Oh, I hope you kept his number. Uh, I'd hate for you to end up all alone. <laughs> what the fuck was that? And I'm not just talking about my voice. Yeah. Um, But seriously, this is the big scene. This is her breakup scene. And it goes like that? Yeah. It. I didn't really know what happened before uh, uh, during that. And then it's like, oh, they've broken up. Yeah, no, they don't even say... No, like, they've broken up. And they don't... (laughs) They don't really have a dramatic moment until, like, later on. Well, she does. After the breakup. She goes straight to the bathroom. But but they didn't have... No, not together, no. 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 Well, she goes straight to the bathroom, which is covered in graffiti, by the way. What kind of fucking school is this? Strange... Uh, but she cries whilst looking at her Chad and Lola Forever graffiti and starts scribbling over it. <laughs> yeah, so she's angry. She's feeling a certain kind of way. Yeah. So when you're feeling angry, you storm off home and, you know, just you get in the shower, don't you? Yeah. You know, try and wash that man out of her hair. 
in a bizarre series of events. Extremely bizarre series of events. I screamed when this happened. <laughs> I mean, I literally, I, I don't know what the name is for. I literally screamed and had to pause the film. They called the police. I mean, they should probably call the police on Lola's mum. They should. Lola's mum, of course, is played by Demi Moore. Yes. Lola goes home. This is our first introduction to this her. This is her, as well. our first introduction first to this character. First introduction to this character. Anne, Lola's mum, is in the bath with her with Lola's younger sister. Yeah, it's a giant bath. A giant well. bath, and they are in the bath together, naked together in the bath. And when I say younger sister, her sister's probably about eight years old. Like she's not like yeah. young to the point she can't have a bath on her own. Like yeah, but it's to the point where it's a bit it's weird. It's weird. That it is fucking weird. And what's weirder is the fact that Lola strips off and attempts to get into the shower whilst her mum and sister are watching. And it gets fucking weirder. Yes, yes, it gets weirder. <laughs> exact dialogue from the film, word for word. Anne says to her, Lola, is that a Brazilian? Lola says, it's my body and I'll take care of it how I want to. And Anne says, Lola, no, it's not. And I'm not going to let you be a porn star. You haven't done anything with like boys, have you? I mean, I mean, you would tell me, right? I shit you not. This is dialogue written by an actual human being. Yeah. I... Okay, <laughs> I I was not raised in a naked household. Okay, um, it's very un-British. Yeah, I th- I th- I think you know, and I'm not shaming anyone for it, but it's weird to see, th- and I feel like it's still really weird to anyone, even like people who grew up in a naked household. It's strange. It is. Yeah. Um, Are you fucking kidding me? Like, can you imagine, like? Your mum commenting on your fucking pube haircut. Are you really, yeah. really? Like I can imagine a naked. Why is she focusing people... enough on it? To exactly. Comment. Like I can imagine in a naked household. Okay, maybe you may keep the door locked when you're having a shower or a bath or anything like that. Okay, I'm not. You know, people make their own decisions, but to comment. On your daughter's pubes when she is a certain age is fucking weird. Yeah, it's really weird, and I don't know if it's played for laughs or not. I'm assuming it is. No, she is entirely serious. But the, I, but the weirdness of it is that the laugh, I or don't is it know. the the you know asking if she's a porn star? Is that the laugh? Like, where is the laugh meant to come? I don't from? think it, I don't think this is played for comedy. I genuinely feel like this is in, it, completely serious. It's so. Can we also comment on how big that bathroom is? Uh, yeah. Um. I don't know what Demi Moore's character's job is. It's not really defined. Um. But it's a very nice apartment that they live in. Yeah. And the fact that you can comfortably get two people in the bathtub <laughs> and have a very large separate shower suggests that we are in a place of privilege. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Lola goes off in a strop because she wanted a nice relaxing shower whilst hanging out with her family. Yeah. Apparent... You know, usual activities. Yeah. I, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I can't get my head around what that all that was or the reason. What was the reason? And but then straight after this, Lola texts her mum asking for a hug. Yeah. And they spoon in bed. This doesn't look good. This this I mean, it, 
there's this, there's no world where this looks normal. I mean, you know, having a cuddle with your mum, that's absolutely fine. But having it straight after a scene where she's been examining her fucking pubes, that is fucking weird. But the, the there are many themes to the film, and <laughs> I never fully realised. <laughs> and uh, trust and believe, there's barely a plot. No, there is no plot. But what I can gather is the, the, the strange sort of juxtaposition of this kind of um kind of closeness between the two of them but then lola not being able to fully talk to her mother about her issues mm -hmm. that's that's quite interesting you know it, it's a kind of weird dynamic there that the film doesn't really deal with no. properly that's the only reason why i think that scene exists I don't know. Wow, I that's a know. stretch. That that's... is a, that is a stretch. <laughs> that is a, that is a stretch. Well, I'm sorry. The next scene, they're um, they're in the car. She's driving into school. They're trying to have a conversation. Well, she, Anne's trying to have a conversation with Lola, uh, but she's too busy listening to "You Can't Always Get What You Want" by the Rolling Stones with her earphones in. Oh my so... god, she is so hip. <laughs> she is. She is so cool. She's listening to the Rolling Stones. She <laughs> listens to old time music as well as new music. You need to know where the influences for these rock bands come yeah. from and then you can fully understand and also it really helps her to connect to her mother as yeah because well, they both love the rolling stones yeah she gives her one of the earphones and they have a nice sing-along together they do um this film is 50 percent of this film is demi moore and miley cyrus arguing and then immediately making up. Yeah. And it does, it's full of cliches. And the cliche at the beginning is Demi Moore constantly saying that she's not, I'm not your maid. I'm not your chauffeur. Why am I taking you? Why am I picking up after mm -hmm. you? Why am I? I'm not, I'm your mother. You know, you can listen to your mother. You know, it's that kind of stereotypical mother-daughter thing that we've seen a million times yeah. in this film. Uh, in in cinema and uh, done much better mm -hmm. freaky friday you know and i feel like this film is trying to have that mother daughter mm -hmm. dynamic that freaky friday has and they they I, and i've i've questioned it here in my notes i said are they just going to argue and make up straight away for the whole film and that's what it is and spoiler alert it's not just them every single conflict in this film is resolved in a matter of yeah seconds mm -hmm. it really is it's resolved so quickly there's no real resolution to anything no you know and it's this is the beginning and it, it's just this throughout the whole fucking film yeah i'm not your maid why am i picking up after you why am i doing this and you know spoiler alert she half the time she just cleans up after her anyway yeah and everything's fine canal boring uh, yeah. Lola and <laughs> Kyle show up late for school. Uh, they get a talent off from the head teacher and share an awkward moment outside together. Why are they late? There's absolutely no Why reason. Why are they? Late. There is absolutely <laughs> no reason for them to be late. But she got dropped off. She's like, I'm not your chauffeur taking you to school, so you're not late. And she's late. Is this just bad editing? Was this meant to be somewhere <laughs> else in the film? 
Well, Emily's in class with Mr. Ross and uh, she's watching him explain stuff to her in slow motion with some sexy music. All of the other girls in the class are doing the same and Chad's like, oh man, the girls are all in heat, huh? <laughs> oh, I know, Kyle says that, sorry. Kyle, Kyle says, says that. Because Kyle's just as bad as every other fucking man in this film. Yeah. Um, yeah, the girls have, like, totally got the hearts for the trigonometry teacher. And because they're women, they're only taking the difficult math class because the teacher is fit. Chad and Kyle take trigonometry because they're super clever and very special men. In a film written by a woman. In a film written by a woman. It, it, if... By a woman. This, I mean, because the film doesn't explain it, what I get is that the women in this class... All of them, because mm -hmm. they're all giving the, you know, the eyes to the teacher. Yeah. They're all hot for teacher. It's the only reason they would do trigonometry. Mm -hmm. You know, it said it, Janice says to Emily at some point and says, you only do trigonometry because of the teacher. I'm yeah. Like, How insulting. Yeah. Maybe some of them want to learn trigonometry. You know, if they're only in the class because they're hot for teacher, you know, why are the men in there? Oh, because mm -hmm. the men are super... Special and clever, and they they can do trigonometry. Oh, I could do trigonometry. I mean, also the fact that she's actively trying to fuck her teacher is oh my God. massively problematic. In it's itself. very problematic. I mean, it is. You know, I mean, the conclusion to this story isn't. I I feel no, but the no. whole story being played out for the whole fucking film and and completely pointless. By the way, it doesn't help any character. It, it doesn't no. Um, but you'd absolutely go for trig class if he was a teacher, though. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I, we all we all would. Let's face it. <laughs> he's a very handsome man. No, I do understand that he's a very handsome man, but I think it's insulting to insinuate that every yeah, no, woman in that. In I that feel class... like she's watched a few teen films. This director. Yeah. And she's like, okay, so this is what everyone's expecting from us. No, so... no, 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 no. Do you know what she's done? She's sat her daughter down. She's never seen a teen film, but she's heard about them. <laughs> and she's heard them in pieces from her teenage... She's so watched, watched clips on YouTube. Watched you, I watched this film. Yeah, the, the, it was super grass. Yeah. <laughs> we, had a, we had a montage. Super, oh, okay. And she's just put them all together. But this is the thing. This film is just a bunch of clips. Yeah. It's not... There's not a plot. It's just there's things not. just happen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for example, for now, it's French class. Everyone's phones are going off and it's a big inconvenience to the teacher. Absolute hilarity. When has hilariously brought a French baguette to French class? And this is written by a French Written woman. by a French woman. But then that's it. Moves on. This, if this was, and maybe it is, maybe she'll come out one day and say, you know, this is a one huge parody on American culture. <laughs> but this could be a parody of American culture. It could. It could. It really could. Emily asks Mr. Ross if he does any private home tutoring classes. Uh, he doesn't because he's all booked up. But she says her mum asked if, uh, if that's what he does. Yeah. Something that does come back later on. Not, not a lot of things do in this film. Chad... And also interesting because... Uh, and I'm going to say it now. Seemingly... At the end of the film, one of the, you know, one of the themes is revealed to be pretending to be someone you're not. I had no idea until the Just end. Just like Hannah Montana. But, you know, interesting, she's pretending to be dumb because she's actually very clever. And she's pretending to be stupid. Is and that revealed? Need extra yeah. It's revealed she's clever. On a student. 
Oh, her okay. mum says yeah, you're an honest enough. student. Yeah, you know. So yeah. she is revealed to be very clever, and she's pretending to be dumb and need extra help mm-hmm. so that she's she can seduce her teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting. Not dealt with. No. <laughs> at the end. She, oh, you do know you're very clever. I will get to that. <laughs> but it's not, you do realise that, don't you? Uh, Chad and Kyle are hanging out with the post-it girl when Lola walks over. And Chad walks up to her and says, Oh, so now that you're giving it up to everybody, I figured I can get some. Are you serious? And storms off. Seeing as everyone's getting a piece now. Um, he's, (laughs) He's mildly scolded by Kyle, but has absolutely no consequences afterwards. And there's no reasoning for him. Kyle's the acceptable... Straight white face of this film uh, because anything that happens, he's there to step in. Like, hey, that's not good, man. But it's and then that's it. You move on. He gives like a slight little telling off. It happens like a few times in this film. Like, hey, no, that, that's not okay, man. And then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but then he continues it, and he, yeah. I mean, goes and oh, he has a happy really. ending. Chad, spoiler alert. Yeah, I mean, it, he has no consequences for constantly sh- for constantly slut shaming everyone in this film. But also, the women constantly slut shame each other. Too. Yeah, no, no one has any consequence for it. Everyone is a terrible person in this film, and no one has any fucking consequences. And for it. I'm gonna be honest, the film kind of ends, and not much has changed. No, <laughs> like really, no. Like they've just changed who they're in a relationship <laughs> with. But we've never, we don't really learn anything about relationships. Yeah. She she goes home, uh, Lola goes home, and she rants about Chad in her diary. That's These are the only other points that we get to, where we get the voiceover. Yes. Um, but she's interrupted by a, a rather strange phone call. <laughs> I thought this was some pervy old man um, when she answered it. Okay. And it's like, oh, so can I come over tonight? <laughs> and then Demi Moore's on the other end. She's like, no, we can't do this every night. What's the point of being divorced? Lola is fuming and she rests back in the door. She's like, oh my God, dad's totally hooking up with mom again. <laughs> or is it the other way around? I mean, spoiler alert, hun. They're hooking up either way, no matter which way yeah. around it is. But the thing is, that's fucking Thomas Jane on the other end of that phone. It is. He just sounds... Why does he sound like a creepy old man? <laughs> also, my... He just sound very creepy for some reason. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't available and someone else had to do it. My confusion is also, the phone rings. Yeah. Yeah. Lola picks up the phone straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Why, if they're trying to keep it a secret, is he calling the landline? <laughs> the landline. <laughs> she picks it up straight away. She doesn't yeah? even have a chance to say hello. No. But also, they don't say hello. No. They, it, it's like literally, straight, can I come over tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Immediately. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> like, why? But also, why is he calling the landline? <laughs> Um, Lola's mum is trying to educate her kids on the US president when Lola's sister asks if Ronald is Ronald McDonald. Oh my god, it's the, it's the brother's just like you dumb bitch, and she's like, hey, and like, no, that's fucking stupid. It really is. They say sarcasm is the lowest form of comedy, but I hate this the fucking stupid word. It's not even really wordplay. It's because they don't even rhyme. I don't. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to describe this. It happens in so many films. And it's also not the first time it happens. It's not the only time it happens in this film. Is it the joke of Ronald McDonald? Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, no, that's not funny. 
That's not funny. You know, they share the same first name. <laughs> That's not funny. A little bit. It's not. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Not for the right reasons. Um, Should we just do this on the podcast? Every time, you know, you talk about an... <laughs> I'm trying to... Um, I can't even think of anyone in this film. No, I'm just... Oh, is he like Thomas Jane? Oh, Thomas the Tank Engine? <laughs> also, they missed... They missed um, I'm very surprised, actually. With this film's soundtrack and their play on words and names and everything, I'm very surprised Lola by the Kinks wasn't in this film. Oh. Like, how was that not, like, the opening credits or the end credits? Because everyone comes along. Everyone comes Lola's dad uh, comes over to get a bit of a mum. Alan. Who plays... Thomas Jane. Oh, Thomas Alan. Jefferson. <laughs> yes, Alan comes over. Um, and then she goes to therapy. Excuse me. <laughs> what he does. What does Alan someone. do? Uh, she goes to therapy about it with the most unprofessional therapist on the fucking planet. <laughs> and she's like, oh, do you think I'm making a mistake? And her therapist's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, and she will not give her a straight answer. No. Or a gay one. No. Emily and Lola discuss going to the Battle of the Bands uh, on an instant messenger, but not for Chad, uh, whilst both of their brothers annoy them. Oh my god, this scene is literally, it goes nowhere like everything else. But it's like, oh my god, younger brothers are so annoying. <laughs> like, why are you doing that? Emily's brother keeps playing the flute, and Lola's brother keeps poking her, to which she tells him, stop it, shove it up your ass. <laughs> She just tells him. She tells him to finger himself. What the fuck? And then she, why are we getting this scene? What is this, what is this for? <laughs> to promote MSN. MSN. Oh, was it MSN? No, I don't think it was MSN, but it was absolutely given MSN. Uh, do, you, do you know what they are promoting? What? I'm surprised so many iPhones got smashed because everyone's got fucking Blackberry. <laughs> Come on, Blackberry. Um, yeah, this was the era of Blackberry, wasn't it's it? Definitely... Remember when everyone took business phones yeah. and thought they were cool? Of course. Which is why Thomas Jane calls the landline for a hookup. (laughs) Kyle and Chad uh, are in a band together (laughs) called No Shampoo. (laughs) Is that because shampoo was taken by the uh uh-oh, we're in trouble? Yeah, probably. What a shit name. (laughs) No Shampoo. The post-it um, girl is handing out flyers. What do you think that means, no shampoo? It means fucking nothing. Seriously? Like not washing your hair. Like, do you really think it means anything? No shampoo. There's no thought put into that. There's no thought put into it. She was just listening to Shampoo, the director. I was like, oh, no shampoo. Yeah, I'll do. She was listening to <laughs> Shampoo. Yeah, shampoo's greatest hits. Um, she, was, she was watching a L'Oreal yeah. commercial. She just ran out one day of shampoo. Oh, okay, I got it. Um, the post-it girl is ironic out... because the hair always looks like it's just been washed. It's true. I mean, it's that definite twenty twelve, yeah, kind of uh, pinup, uh-huh. like Panic at the Disco. Yeah, <laughs> the post-it girl is handing out flyers. Also, so, for... if anyone American listening to us, we're not making fun of American accents. Yeah, our most it's... amount of listeners are in America, so we are. It's fucked. just kind of. It's... I no mean, one's going to listen to this ever again. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's difficult to do an accent. You know, it, this is to make up for uh, costume queen. Can you fix this sip? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they've forgiven us for that already. Um, yeah, so 
Speaking of doing the thing, the post-it girl is doing the fling. They're all doing the fling. Hanging, handing out flyers for Battle of the Bands whilst telling people. And when they're like, oh, what, what kind of band is no shampoo? And she's like, ah, indie and a little bit of everything, which is exactly how I describe my band. <laughs> cut to the Battle You're of the Bands. new metal, though, aren't you? <laughs> well, no, not quite. Um, I, I say cut to the Battle of Bands. At this point, I thought it was the Battle of the Bands, right? This is the prelude to the Battle of the Bands. Because when they finish performing the shitty fucking generic song that they're performing, um, they're like, oh, we have to make it through after that. I'm like, really? You'd be, I'm sure you'd be out in the first fucking round. They're Ooh. not very good, are they? I don't know. I haven't been to many Battle of the Bands, but I'm assuming it's not all going to be top-notch. Um, as have someone you been who has uh, won a battle of the bands in the past, uh, may I put that out there? Um, it is all top notch. Standards are high. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, no, some of them are going to be fucking awful. Some of them are going to be rough, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they uh, everyone in the crowd's filming it on their iPhones and their Blackberries and so on. Uh, Kyle goes home to his rich parents. And tells him that he's been at Chad's working on his history project. <laughs> Poor Kyle must lie to his parents in their incredibly nice apartment <laughs> with a beautiful view of Chicago as they're having a soup starter. <laughs> I mean, this bitch is getting five courses. You know, if he's having a soup starter, you know they're posh. And his biggest worry is, oh, my dad doesn't want me to be in a band. Oh. I mean, it's a bit hard. It is. It's fucking ridiculous. But it's, tr- but it's another cliche. It's another cliche. He tries to talk to his dad about the Battle of the Bands, uh, but his dad does not support his passion for music and feels it interferes with his schoolwork. Exactly. You know, that passion for music is good. Sister Act 2 did it much better. <laughs> but I do. I genuinely feel like... the, the And I, I may be onto something here. <laughs> I genuinely feel like the... Writer and di- director, they had not watched, she had not watched a single teen film, and this is all second hand yeah. from her daughter. And her daughter watched Sister Act 2 back in the habit, mm-hmm. and she said, You know, whenever <laughs> Lauren Hill <laughs> tries to sing, her mum stops her. She's like, Okay, I'll put that in there. Thanks, love. Um, and it randomly gets a fine from the police because her registration has expired for one day. Yeah. And there's a, a devilishly handsome guy conveniently handsome. waiting outside uh, on a motorbike. Uh, and he offers her a lift and she, she takes the lift. She does. She does. So this man is called James. Yes. Um... And again, you know, let's. I'm just going to reiterate the point that he was waiting outside for her. Well, he he was outside the courts, wasn't he? Outside the courts, where she's just got a fine. Yes, and she isn't best pleased with police officers. She's not at that point. She's not no. And he offers her a lift, and she's bad mouthing police officers. She is, and we can smell where this is going a fucking mile off. There, there is a certain line of of dialogue. Okay, did you did you not get it I down? No, I just she didn't like. I, do you know what I did put down on my notes? I don't care. Did you? I genuinely okay. didn't care about this <laughs> side so, plot. Obviously, James is played by Jay Hernandez. Yeah, who, who was born in Mexico. You know, um, he he's of Mexican descent. Mm-hmm. 
So she says to him, what about your helmet? The cops will just bust you for anything. Oh. Do you think that's what she meant? No, do you know what? That's interesting. There's like, okay, yeah. So, you know, racist cops, a, a really interesting theme, topic, you know. Um, How does the film deal with this? It doesn't. It deals with this by having a never cop walk up to him. Uh, an African-American cop who's like, have a good one, detective. It's like, oh, oh, okay. So they're not all the same than these cops. That's the exact message I got from it. And it pissed me off so much. That's ex- I feel that's exactly what they were going for. Because, yes, that is actually a serious problem. Uh, in I mean, massively in America, but everywhere, really. You know, that is a serious issue that there's a lot of racism from the police. You yeah. know, she raised a good point. They'll bust you for anything. They would. They would. She. She's right. But I. I took it as that she was kind of bitter about getting. She just had a thing out for police officers. But I mean, you do raise a good point. That is interesting. I feel like. I feel like it was what I'm saying. I, I mean, feel it's like not dealt with anyway. It's not. No. That's. But that's it. But yeah. I feel like it's dealt with, but in a different way. I feel like she's trying to put a good message across for the police. But also, I, that's where know, I feel like she's going with that. If that's how we're looking at it, he doesn't put a helmet on. She acknowledges that he, you know, uh, it is an issue that he's not wearing a helmet, but because he's a police officer, he gets away with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's what the film was going for, but it's still interesting. (laughs) But it's such a mess. It is such a mess. Very messy. Um, And then when when he gives her a lift, uh, she's like, oh, thanks. I'm so sorry I insulted your entire profession. Yeah. And and also, Demi Moore on the back of a motorbike in heels fucking high camp yeah, but she's the one wearing the helmet Where, with a motorbike That's helmet so disappointing. high camp <laughs> it is high camp it'd be higher camp if her hair was flowing in the wind if it was giving me Charlie's oh. Angels full throttle well real good time yeah then then watch Charlie's Angels full throttle because you'll, you'll get that um, so Anne gossips about him with her gal pals uh, one of which is fucking Gina Gershon they dragged Gina Gershon into this shit. Star of Bound, for fuck's sake. Star of Showgirls. Like, Star well, of my dreams. <laughs> An absolute legend. Yeah. She's an icon. Oh, um, my God. No, no reasoning whatsoever. This entire sequence is very real housewives. It's with her husband, who's played by Fisher Stevens from The Burning. Yeah. And Short Circuit. There's also someone else there who barely gets a line. I have no idea who she is. I don't know who she is. No. She, I think she gets literally. I don't even have line. these characters' names. They've turned up. No, I, I ain't got no. I've got Gina and Gina's husband. Yeah, she turned up for. Uh, they've turned up for dinner and a joint, whilst Lowell tries to sleep with their son Jeremy in the other room. I think um, you're not doing it enough justice. Abs. What? You're not doing it enough justice. Lola and Jeremy grab some grapes and go into his room to listen to, none other than. No shampoo. Oh, is that what that song was? Yeah. And then, yeah, Anne and her friends smoke weed whilst having dinner. Jeremy and Lola smoke weed whilst listening to reggae. Because, of course, they do. Yeah, it cuts from no shampoo to reggae. I just thought it was hilarious. They just grab a plate of grapes. And we'll listen to no shampoo. Well, you know, you know, posh families, they always have a, a plate of grapes and cheese <coughs> do ready you, at any moment. Do you think this entire sequence is real housewives? 
absolutely Real Housewives. I don't know. Would Real Housewives say, you used to like my farts? Oh, no, I have the entire dialogue for that. Yeah. So, um... Lola asks Jeremy to screw her exact words, um, but he doesn't want to because he respects her too much. And then we get the whole, oh, you women, like you complain when we want to respect you, complain when we want to fuck you. And again, feels like it's written by a man. Um, Gina and her husband slut shame some girl called Lucy. And she, Gina's like, oh, Lucy's having a time of her life. And I bet nobody's farting in her bed. And yeah, and that's when he said, I'm sorry. You used to love my farts actual dialogue in this film yeah they also said jeremy hates drugs and then cuts to jeremy smoking pot in Lord's yeah. room hilarious um they tell and alan has seen someone else and uh she confronts him about it when they next have sex but he denies it well they say that he's seen a complete bimbo yeah so oh we saw him with a complete bimbo the other day and just in Lovely. case you haven't had enough slut shaming in the next scene, Lola is in the locker rooms at school, uh, watching the poster girl get changed with Emily and uh, Janice. Mm. And she's like, oh, I hate her. Look at her. Even her underwear is skank Phil. skank Phil. Yeah. And it's not necessarily, you know, revealing underwear. No. It's just, like, nice knickers. It's a very extended conversation about underwear. They, they and we do get close-ups of two butts as well. Again, made by a woman. This doesn't... Yeah. Uh, yeah, when Emily... E- Emily's mocked for a Care Bears underwear. I'm, I'm certain they weren't Care Bears. No. But anyway. I suppose L- they weren't allowed Care Bears. Lola offers us some Victoria's secret underwear, and Emily accepts it because she thinks it'll help impress Mr. Ross. Apparently. Um, apparently Emily's mother doesn't buy her nice underwear no. for some reason. Yes, they but still have their mums buying them underwear. I do query where she got the super expensive designer purse from then. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I'm assuming that she bought that herself because mm-hmm. her mother is so strict. Yeah. So why didn't she buy herself some nice underwear when uh-huh. she was there? Yeah, when continues to bother Emily. Uh, Chad accuses Lola of following him and she's like, oh, you wish. And he's like, skank ass hoe. <laughs> well, he pushes her during a volleyball game. Yeah, and no one seems to acknowledge it. No, and he's just like, oh, just the just leave him alone. Just leave him to it. What a loser! And then he follows them. They have a kind of physical altercation mm-hmm. after he calls her a. Oh, she her. fucking goes for it and really attacks him, and she gets into trouble. She's reprimanded by Demi, and uh, Demi's absolutely fuming. Until Lol explains the situation, and then she's okay again. Yeah. She's like, I was called away from the office for this. It's still no... <laughs> she's like, I'm not your probation officer. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, confusingly, everything resolved just neatly within, yeah. within a five-minute sort of span. Is it one of those... Fine. Yeah, is anyone one of those scenes as well where Kyle is like, hey, man, that's not cool. It's not okay, man. Yeah. And that's it. And in the middle of it all, he's like, oh, well, you're pretty hot when you're mad. Oh, oh, oh yeah, isn't he like, I didn't want to see Chad get beaten up. Or <laughs> some shit like that. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, her and her mum come to an agreement that she can have four friends over at her party on Friday. And then we get, for the first of two times in this film, Somewhere Only We Know by Keen, as we get a montage of Lola and Kyle spending time with each other 
and waving at each other from across a train platform. I felt physically sick. <laughs> it goes on for so long. The chokehold that somewhere only we know <laughs> had over British popular culture during the 2000s. Yeah. Shameful that it's still there in 2012. Hey, this isn't British pop culture. No. But it made its way across the pond. But it's, it's must have. But, you know, the chokehold that it had, and I was absolutely so fed up of it. <laughs> It made me feel sick and just then, hearing it yeah. again. And then when it ended, fucking Lily Allen covered it, and then it was all happening again. Oh like God, she did the John Lewis version. Yeah, she John Lewisified somewhere only we know. She did the oh coffee acoustic guitar <laughs> version, and then it, it just it continued spreading its evil everywhere. Well, at the end of this monstrosity. Uh, Lol admits in her diary that she's in love with Kyle. Oh, shock horror! What a surprise! <laughs> but she can't. Um, but she can't be in love with him, so she needs to keep it to herself. Yeah, she thinks it'll ruin their friendship. Now, uh, this changes quite quickly. Yeah, like most things in this film, this really. Yeah, but we'll get to that in the meantime. In a. Super bizarre series of events. Another screen, yeah, that's where I'm going with it. Another scene that made me scream. I, I'm, I genuinely, again, I had to pause this. This was ridiculous. Emily goes on a naughty chat room with a webcam. Yes, anonymous. Emphasis on anonymous. anonymous. Yeah, it's basically a meagle. Um. But she goes on there, and the first person she chats with miraculously does not have his cock out because, I mean, let's face it, if you go on something like this, you're immediately going to find someone having a wank. But no, this person doesn't. No. Have, have, no. have you been on on, on uh, Amigle? Mm. Oh, we did it as a joke at uni, and it's correct. Everyone had body parts on show. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no way she put it in there's someone closed. There's no way. But, yeah. This is, but there seems to explain what happens, and then we'll explain why it's fucking stupid. <laughs> she she kisses the camera, yes, and then she takes it down south, mm-hmm. and we we see the inside of something. Yes, and immediately, I I. Honestly, could not believe my eyes. I thought I was looking at the inside of her vagina. And that's what we're led to believe initially. The camera cuts away and she is fucking shoving this webcam in and out of a chicken, pretending it's her vagina. Honestly, I wish I was joking. I'm not. This is actually what happens. Her mum opens the fridge in the next scene. Hey, where's my chicken? Emily plants the chicken in her brother's bedroom to make it look as though he stole it. Okay, why the fuck would he steal a raw chicken? And the mum goes straight to him and says, where's my chicken? She immediately thinks it's him. That's not important. What's important is the fact that she penetrates a chicken with a fucking webcam. She does. Her mum takes the chicken back. Her mum's going to cook that chicken. Yes. That has been flung around everywhere and had a webcam inside it. She also... 
neglects to like wash her hands as well. Yeah. Like she when she takes it into her brother's room, afterwards she's sort of listening in mm-hmm. and she's just getting like raw chicken juice like everywhere. I fucking hate raw chicken. I really do. And that made me feel sick. I, I honestly I I can't believe this scene existed in a film that was rated twelve A when it was released. Yeah. Um I've got a few issues with this. <laughs> a few? A few. Number one, I'm assuming when by what happens later in the film, yeah. we're led to believe that they had some kind of um blossoming romance via this anonymous. Fight a chicken. <laughs> Because what what happens later and the reveal of who it is and you know it, it you can tell a mile off yeah who who it's gonna be yeah you know um the big reveal that it's it's when yeah and she sees him in a different light to how she'd seen him previously so I'm assuming that they're meant to have some sort of blossoming relationship via this anonymous chat. Which makes me question why she felt the need to pretend that she was putting a webcam inside her vagina. Okay, if that was a request from him, what kind of fucking kink is that? I mean, I don't want to kink shame anyone, but why would you want to see inside a vagina? It's, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's kind of, (laughs) I don't, I'm not a straight man, but... You know, it's like when a fucking it, medical examination. Exactly. I've never sort of been. Oh, I wonder what <laughs> the inside of a bubble looks you, like. Like, <laughs> I, I want to see the inside, or, or like, I want to see what your insides look like. <laughs> I've always wanted to see what the inside of a, a urethra looks like. Did I say that right? Of course. Yeah, I said that right. You know, I've never wanted to. Yeah, but. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. That's what Ghostface meant at the start of Scream. Maybe. When he said to Drew Barrymore. Maybe. See I'm not, I'm not here like. to kink shame anyone, but... It, it, it gives, is this even a kink, though? Come on. It gives medical exam. It is, absolutely. Than... It looked like she was having a medical exam. I, I was gagged. And also, I question why he wouldn't recognise the difference between... A vagina, a lady's <laughs> vagina, and the inside of a raw chicken. <laughs> so many questions. Have you never seen the inside of a vagina before? Fucking amateur. Sh- surely, me. Okay, I'm not gonna get into it now. But, no, but this is eight. This is our podcast episode. Get into as much as you want. This if, is a lot to discuss. If this is a kink for him, yeah, then I'm assuming he has done some form of research. <laughs> And he's then requested it from the anonymous chat. So he should be aware of the fact that the inside of a raw chicken looks different to the research that he'd been doing. Yeah. (laughs) If you catch my drift. Yeah. (laughs) This is a lot. This, This one scene is a lot. You could probably do a whole podcast episode trying to analyse the psychology behind this one scene. They also, what's the reasoning? Like, I, again, I feel like the writer-director's daughter has said, 
yeah, in this American film, he shags a pie. Yeah. And she's like, oh, what should I do? Uh, raw chicken. chicken? <laughs> Let's do that. And then she, like, said to the actress, like, oh... I said to someone, so in the script it says you need to put your penis in a raw chicken. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. I was like, how can we get around this thing? Because I've got a raw chicken there that I need to use in this film. Just think, that poor chicken died just to have a fucking camera shoved in and out of it. Surely no one ate it after that. Oh, they must have. No, I'd hope not. That that chicken would have been filthy. Oh, you just wash it. It's fine. Oh my God. The webcam... Probably like greased with some oil or something, some stuffing, some mixed herbs and spices. Are we ready? Uh, my concern is that she didn't wash her hands afterwards. That she's is like concerning. Touching lights. That's a switches. lot. She's touching walls. It's and very search. alarming. She's like this, wash your hands. This entire scene's alarming. And like it's getting on her bed sheets as well. This raw chicken. She definitely had salmonella poisoning afterwards. <laughs> definitely. Are we? Are we ready? To We're move? done. We're done with the chicken now. Okay. Yeah. Why has this scene not been talked about more in pop culture? Like, why have I not... Why has this not been on those best of the bad compilations on YouTube? I feel like this should be the one. Of all the scenes? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very weird. Is that like... Well, I know I've never watched the film. You have. Is it movie 43 or, or something? Oh, movie 43 is just... Is it, it even worse? Uh, yeah, no. It's, it's genuinely... It's not just like yeah. random. I feel like... It is random clips. Uh, yeah. Random, it's so an I anthology. Feel like yeah, that but, film's like... And I never defend movie 43, but at least that's the excuse that it's a fucking anthology. This is not an anthology film. Completely, yeah, it's completely out of nowhere. Who... Like, was she picking ideas out of a hat and one of them happened to be yeah, no, fucking chicken with a webcam? Yeah. Anyway, Lola's nan comes to babysit her whilst uh, Anne and Alan go away together and they, and she throws a party. Yeah, Lola's grandmother played by Marlo Thomas. Yeah. Um, Janice's boyfriend, Lloyd's there and her nan's chatting up uh, Lloyd and asks for a scotch of a well, little they're Coke. Well, just, they're just talking, really. She's just saying, But she's how looking is... a bit like... No, no, I don't know. She's. A... I, I was nervous that we're going to get into the sort of MILF category. Mm. Um, I'm glad they didn't. But she's just kind of talking. I'm like, oh, how awkward. This old person's on the sofa trying to talk to me. Oh. Yeah, so... It's Marlo she... fucking Thomas. Show some respect. She asks for a scotch with a little Coke. She um, is that girl. She asks for a scotch of a little coke, and uh, when when Janice gives it to her, she's like, "Oh yeah, make a mean drink." Um, <laughs> oh my God, Joe Crawford's in this film. <laughs> um, in the IMDb trivia, <laughs> there is a fact in the spoilers oh. that says Lola's nan gets drunk from one whiskey and coke. She does. <laughs> that is the fact. So. <laughs> She asks for a strong drink. She actually asks for a strong yeah. drink. She says, I'll have uh, a big whiskey with a little Coke. Yeah? Yeah. And Lola tells Janice off. She's like, oh, no, that's too much. She's like, what's what she asked for? Yeah. And Janice is like, well, if we get her drunk, she'll fall asleep. And then the real party can start. Yeah, it kind of made it look like she drugged her. It did. It really did. But she actually just made her a strong drink. Yeah. And then it cuts to Milo Thomas, like, splayed out on a bed. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, more people show up. 
Um, the party is in full oh, swing. It's wild. Uh, when shows up wearing the same t-shirt as the guy wanking over the chicken oh, penetration. Oh my god. Uh, and Emily realises it's him. Then we get the Big Bang by Rock Mafia playing whilst everyone's having a great time. Lola kisses Kyle. Oh, they get intimate, but they don't go all no. the way. It's still a perfect night. Anne arrives. Diary. Anne arrives home early uh, the next day after leaving Alan again, and she threatens to not allow Lola to go on her class trip to Paris after finding the place in absolute state. Oh my god, she's absolutely fuming. She sees condoms. Yeah. She sees joints, and she sees half-eaten donuts. There's quite the emphasis on these half-eaten donuts. There is. <laughs> so how can you not finish them? What how a waste. You waste foods. First the chicken, now this. Uh, Marlo Thomas is nursing a hangover for some reason. She had like one Great drink. hilarity. Great hilarity. Oh, I can't handle my drink anymore. And oh. Lola is grounded. She's not allowed to yeah. go to Paris. Oh, how awful. I'm not going to be allowed to go to Paris. Yeah. Alan calls Anne and asks her to give her a go. She's like, I'm not having you sleeping with random sluts. I hate, and I've got it here, and it continues to happen, and I fucking hate it. In this film, the women slut shame just as much as the men. Oh, God, maybe it's even like more. Slut, slag, ho, you know. And there's <laughs> no a... one says slag in this film. I wish they did, but no one says slag. a slight <laughs> moment later, you know, spoiler alert, where... Lola kind of tells someone off for it, and, and a man, but the women are just as bad as yeah. the men. Oh god, yeah. Like, written, it's it's really fucking annoying. It is. Yeah, Chad tries chatting up the post-it girl's sister at an assembly, uh, and she's like, oh, "That's my stepmom." Great hilarity. Great hilarity. Um, and then her husband's like, "That's my wife." He's the That's my wife, buddy. Um. Also, this sequence. It's an assembly on drugs. Yeah. Why the fuck are the parents there? Absolutely no fucking clue. It's almost like they're trying to set something whatsoever. up. Like the parent, it's some parent teacher meeting on drugs at the school. Why do they only have two teachers in this school as well? The French teacher and Mr. Ross. Oh, yeah. And the uh, secretary. The head teacher. The head teacher. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. They have three teachers at the school. Um. Yeah. Because who's hosting the assembly? Anne's there, of course. Anne's who? Anne Demi Moore. Anne's there, of course. Demi Moore's there, you know. Um, and it's her cop beau. Yeah, James. What's his name? James. Detective James. Um, terrible, terrible presentation skills. He, well, I don't know. I don't know about that because he's like, oh, well, I'm here to tell you about drugs. And like, he gives this... Like it's a boring presentation, but everyone in the audience is like, ooh, oh, oh my god, I didn't ask what drugs can do. Oh, oh my god, oh. No, it's literally on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like this is, again, I feel like this is a parody because it's that whole Mean Girls thing. Like, if you have sex, you will die. Yeah. I feel like this is. Like, literally, her daughter's come home and said, yeah, I watched Mean Girls today. It was a really <laughs> funny sequence for bad presentation. And, it like, this dude is literally like, next slide, please. And it's just a diagram of a brain with part of it coloured in. And he's like, this is your brain on drugs. And everyone's like, ooh. <laughs> okay, we're saying all this about, you know, what's, what it's taken from and, and everything. When was the original release? 
Shall we? Shall we have a look when the original was? Well, we released? don't know how how similar this is to the original. It's made by the same person, so it kind of makes me think. I understand that, like, but she may have changed it for American because I'm assuming they don't travel to France in the uh-huh. original because it's already in France. Well, the original was released in 2008. Okay, so this is post Mean Girls, post American Pie, post Clueless, mm-hmm. post yeah. So I I genuinely feel like she's just took snippets of what her daughters explained. <laughs> yeah, and threw it together in this film. Um. Also, something that uh. So I went on one site for the writer and director of this film. Took that information. Going on IMDb. This was co-written by Kami Anus mm-hmm. and Nans Delgado. Okay. So. Three uh, people wrote this. I've Three people wrote this film. Three people wrote this film. Doesn't state their genders. Okay. On IMDb. Do you... No, we're not going to go into it because no, it, we could be wrong. We, but the potential is there. I feel like... Three different people wrote this film in three separate rooms yeah. and just kind of cut it up, yeah. threw it in a bag mm-hmm. and put it in some sort of order. And be like, yeah, that's Barely. right. Um, James bumps into Anne after the assembly and is like, I'm going to buy you a drink. I won't accept no for an answer. And she's like, introduced him to Lola. They go for a drink, whatever. Lola looks for Kyle in the bathroom. Well... Did you did the is what's his name again? James. Yeah. Um James is a real hottie and women just cannot resist him. They cannot him. resist him. Even every, all the women Can you in imagine the audience, like Ooh. Yeah. Can you imagine someone going to you like, I'm taking you for a drink, you're not saying that. fuck off. Absolutely not. But he's studly, Gary. Doesn't matter. <laughs> no way. <laughs> he's absolutely everyone. In then if I wanted to go, was like smash. <laughs> Lola uh, looks for Kyle in the bathroom and overhears two people having sex in uh, one of the cubicles. And of all the times, of all the to times, do that, it's yeah. during the parent-teacher yeah. drug presentation. Uh huh. Like literally, their parents are there. Yeah. <laughs> her d- her, their dads could walk in. Uh huh. Ew. Yeah. She assumes it's Kyle and the post-it girl after seeing a purse similar to the post-it girls peeking out from under the store. Oh, now remember... That special order purse. That special order that two people had. It was actually Emily and Wen hooking <gasps> up. But Emily decides not to tell Lola no. because she's embarrassed about being with him. So embarrassed. Afterwards... Because Wen wears glasses. Yeah. Afterwards, Lola confronts Ashley who does not deny it because she likes Kyle and wants to create a rift in Lola and Kyle's relationship. That bitch. what a bitch. A huge argument ensues between Kyle and Lola where she accuses him of cheating and they break up. Uh, In a bizarre series of events... Wait, when did they get together? I know, yeah. No, that was never... That's what I was going to go back to, actually, yeah. So earlier in the film, she was like, oh, no, I can never be with him. Oh, sucks. But then, two scenes later... They're fucking making out and in bed together without your shirt on. Oh, like, yeah. It's never, that was the, the... Yeah, it's oh, never established. established they, they that never they were in a relationship. No, it just comes out of nowhere. And now, and now they're breaking up. They were together in a relationship. 
Because the montage of them having a lovely time... Yeah, that was before. Came before she that, was like, yeah. oh, it never happened. I feel like the editing's really off yeah. in this. I feel like scenes could be better pieced together. Well, she goes home to her nan, and her nan asks her if she's going to become anorexic because she missed one meal. I don't feel hungry. Don't become anorexic. Oh. What the fuck? Stupid. Kyle obviously sings a sad song about making promises for tomorrow. He has the right to sing the blues, Gary. Somehow this is recorded and Lola listens to it on her train journey to school. It's just magically recorded as soon as he performs it. Lola tells Emily all about it. Uh, Emily doesn't tell her it was her and when. And they walk past Chad and Kyle in slow motion. I don't get what this was. I thought they were going to like slam into each other or something. Uh, but no, it's just slow-mo walking between them. What a shit friend, though. Like, seriously, tell her. She yeah. just broke up with him because of this situation. Yeah. Fucking tell her. But just because she's embarrassed that she had intercourse with that. You know, she doesn't even tell her that it was when. No. Like, I don't understand. You know, she could just say, yeah, that was me. Or, like, just, you know, pretend that she yeah. was... I don't know, on the phone to someone. Yeah. Fingering a chicken or something. Yeah. Kyle's, meanwhile... <laughs> it's her and a, her and a raw chicken. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we wouldn't be unrealistic at this point. Or she was just having a really, really tough <laughs> Yeah, it was me, I'm sorry. It was a really tough shit. Kyle's dad is... I was really going through it, I'm sorry. Carl's dad is fuming about his grades and he says, hey, you know what, pal? This report smells like no more music. Merry Christmas, you piece of shit. <laughs> you know what this report it, smells like? What does like? he mean? No more music. No more music. <laughs> he told him he wasn't allowed any more music anyway. So what difference does that fucking make? That's not a punishment. He's already told him he's not allowed it. What does that even mean? You know what this report smells like? <laughs> <laughs> oh my favorite <laughs> my favorite scent. <laughs> uh do you know what? This film's called <laughs> LOL. And I have to say it has made me lol. Thank you. You know, it does exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> do you know what this report smells like? No more music. <laughs> it's such a cliche. And the guy's such a cliche. He is. All the parents. It's so funny. Okay. I, I swear this is a parody. But it's not just Kyle. Films. It's not just Kyle, though, right? All of the parents oh, are fuming about the grades. No one, so... not a single character in no. this film got good grades. And Lola's like, oh, I don't care about the population of China. All I care about is Kyle. Yeah, and Ashley. And Ashley. That's yeah. what, oh, Kyle and Ashley. You know, Janice's mother tells her that she should marry Rich. <laughs> did you get that? She did. Should, oh, you should probably marry... They looks at the report card. You should probably marry someone <laughs> which. Emily's mother is fuming as she was an on honour roll yeah. the year previous. And then she got one B this time. It's just one B. And her mum and Nora Dunn's like, yeah, exactly. But yeah, why are they all failing? There's not a plot point in the film. It's not There's explained. no reason. You know, I can understand... Like, so if... It, it is kind of first world problems as well. It, it is. Oh, it oh, absolutely I'm is. I'm failing at my grades because of 
you know, Kyle and Ashley. It's so stupid. Yeah. But then Janice has absolutely no character development whatsoever. No. So her her grades are because she's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Je- Je- and Wait, her so mother's Emily. like, you should marry rich. Yeah. And and later on, her you know, her mum thinks that she's thick. Yeah. Like what what kind of character development is that? Why is Kyle failing at his grades? There's there's no answer to no. any of this. It just happens. Because he's not seen to be playing music all the time. No. Like it it's kind of it's a forced it's a forced character development, a forced narrative. Yeah. Because it's never actually depicted. No. Yeah, he plays music. Yeah, we get it. But it's it's not like he's constantly playing music. He's I mean, he was I mean, he was late for one dinner. They're on the soup course, so it was fairly early on. If they were on dessert, it would make more sense that yeah. he'd been late. Why? Why am I going so in depth on this? I don't care. <laughs> well, Lola is determined. Fuck, you know. She's determined. I'm getting a headache. She's determined to make Kyle jealous, and she tries to do so by making out with Jeremy in front of him. Okay. <laughs> Or she deleted Carl on Facebook. As yeah, well. the next scene, he's checking Facebook. He's like, oh, she defriended me. <laughs> and while she's watching no shampoo videos on YouTube, what I don't get is that I feel like I've said that a lot. So Lola tries to seduce, for lack of a better word, Jeremy early on. Mm-hmm. She said, "Oh, well, you gotta sleep with me." I can't even remember why. Because she didn't want to come across as a virgin when she sleeps with uh, Kyle. Oh, okay. Ew. Um, how is that meant to make us feel about her as a character? Because she would just use Jeremy. Yeah. Like, she would just sleep with Jeremy to impress someone else. Mm-hmm. And then she's kissing Jeremy to make Kyle jealous. Yeah. And what does that say, number one, about Jeremy? Mm-hmm. You know, and they don't sleep together no. early on. But also, what what is that meant to make us feel about Lola? Like, what is that saying uh-huh. about her as our main character? Yeah. I, just, I don't, you know, if she's trying to pretend to be something she's not, uh-huh. that, th- that kind of makes sense. But, you know, spoiler alert, the film doesn't tell us this, that that's the point of the film until the very no. end. Because no. I'm not grasping this from anything else. No, the film could not give a shit what you think about any of the characters. <laughs> it makes them all unlikable. James gives Anne some advice on how to reconnect with Lola. Oh my god, I'm surprised that they ended up, spoiler alert, that they ended up together at the end of the, the- film. I mean, this is their first date, and she does nothing but talk about yeah. her issues with her kids. Uh-huh. I would have been out of there. I would have been like, <laughs> I am not your, a fucking child psychologist. <laughs> you know? We're meant to be... I want I want to, you know, you do me more. You're gorgeous. You know, I want to date you. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear about your problems with your kids. That's much later on. That's why he's persistent with it. It's because to me more. Like, why not? Of course it is. 53 minutes into the film, Kyle finally calls Lola Lol. Milestone event. Um, Kyle's father discovers that he's been smoking weed. So he grounds him, threatens to send him to military military school, and destroys his guitar. He says 
He grabs his guitar and Carl's like, get your hands off my guitar. And he's like, no, my guitar. Smashes it. Shinden fucking Lola calls him. He, like, he confiscates his phone. And he's like, hey, Carl, it's Lola. Remember me? I've been waiting here for over an hour. Don't talk to me ever again, okay? Oh my God, you actually, You've been waiting. You in... actually did a better performance as well. <laughs> You've been waiting in your bed, in your house for an hour. <laughs> I know. You're not out in I the know. fucking cold somewhere. You're in your own fucking home. I'm sure you can wait a little longer, you fucking idiot. Like, oh my God. Miley Cyrus, by the way, dead behind the eyes throughout the entire film. So, and we like, stand, no one gives a good performance. We stand her so hard, you know. Um, this isn't good. No. It's not good, ladies. Um, I've never seen the Hannah Montana movie either. Um, I, I... <laughs> well, her performance in the Hannah Montana movie is Oscar worthy compared to this. Is it really? Yeah, it's, it's, seriously. She, she is dead behind the eyes in this one. Um, I just, I think it's hilarious. When his dad smashes that guitar, <laughs> it's every fucking cliche in the book. <laughs> and he's <laughs> ascended to military school. <laughs> oh, come on. Like, that's a quote from Bill and Ted's oh, Excellent st- Adventure. I mean, that's a quote from like a thousand films. <laughs> if you don't get your act together, you're going to military school. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm never sure... Can all human rights have something to say about that? Can you go to military school? I don't think so. Like, I mean, little iffy that he has no choice in his life to the point he's been sending to military school. Yeah, that's a weird one. Um, yeah. James and Anne have a kiss, and Alan shows up just in time to catch them in the act. (gasps) He has signed Lola's permission slip for Paris. He's like, nice dress. (laughs) He's then why is he being such a twat? Like, I don't. I mean, he slept with someone else as well, but he's, yeah, he's really, he gives me the ick. I mean, more, I mean, on par with Chad, (laughs) but he really gives me the ick, this Thomas Jane character. Well, Emily spots Mr. Ross while shopping. What's, uh, what's he looking for? He's almost yummy, isn't he? He opens the freezer and is like, ooh, yummy. (laughs) To himself while shopping. To himself. Which, I mean, automatically, gay. <laughs> like. Oh, yummy. I do it all the time. I've oh, never oh, known yummy. of a heterosexual man <laughs> to pull some ice cream out of a freezer whilst in the supermarket and say to himself, yummy. <laughs> so I think, I, I do think Emily is barking up the wrong tree. So I think yeah. we're all right here with this <laughs> With yeah. this storyline, when when's probably a little more uh, his type than uh, than than Emily. This is one thing that this film is missing. Gaze, gaze is a character that randomly comes out as gay to great hilarity. I know, yeah, and that's it's really unusual. Annoying. That's unusual for this time. Genuinely, really annoying. As soon as she's taken all the stereotypes from teen films, that's like I, I would have, I would have liked the teacher to have come out as a homosexual. Yeah. because it would have made it very funny. Like oh, Emily's barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, it's, it's definitely this hilarious uh, the route this is going down. Um, <laughs> Emily's like, wow, healthy. Do you cook a lot? Is she her chat applying. What is she wearing? I don't know. I didn't pay attention. Oh, she wearing something on her head. Um, well, her mum and brother show up and interrupt her, trying to chat him up, and. Uh, Mr. Ross is like, oh, I'm so sorry about the tutoring thing. And Emily gives him a signal to shut up. Oh, and uh, oh. he's like, oh, sorry. I got mixed up with another student. Yeah. And 
Emily's mother, ever the bitch, <laughs> says, well, <laughs> teachers really shouldn't get things mixed up. Like, <laughs> to that effect. But, yeah, we you, get you it. Break She's a stern <laughs> mother. We get it. Emily finally admits to Lola that it was her in the bathroom, <gasps> uh, but can't tell her who it was with. Uh, Which she, is fine, and she should have done that to begin with. And she slept with this guy so she could get herself ready for Mr. Ross when he's ready. This is... So, this is what annoying. So, Lola thinks that Kyle and Ashley had sexual intercourse yeah. in the boys' toilets, mm-hmm. whilst Lola and Kyle were potentially beginning a relationship yeah. together. So, Lola and Kyle then in some way tried to reconcile Mm -hmm. without really having a conversation about the whole thing. And Lola still thinking that Kyle and Ashley had sexual intercourse in the boys' toilets. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, then he effectively stands her up because he's grounded and his phone is locked away. Yeah? Yeah? Mm -hmm. And she's pissed about that. There's no conversation about that happening. No. There's no conversation where he says, I'm so sorry, Lola. You know, I got your message in the end. Blah, blah, blah. This is what's happening in my home life. Put, uh, hold that thought. We'll, we'll, we, exactly. We, yeah. I just, I just want to know. I just wanted to make it known where we are yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lola is fuming at uh, Emily and hangs up. Of course. Anne allows Lola to go on a class trip to Paris. Honestly, at this point, if I was Lola, I'd be like, okay, absolutely fucking not. Why would I want to go on a fucking trip with that horrible person who lied to me for this long, ruined my relationship, and then have to spend time with my ex, both of my exes? Like, of course you wouldn't want to fucking go, but she's so excited. She's so excited to go. Chad doesn't go on the trip to he Paris. Does. does he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We just don't get to see him much, oh, but good. he's part of the montage. Good. Emily's mum finds her Victoria's Secret underwear whilst having a pat for Paris. And she's like, these are for bad girls with bad brains and bad futures. These are garbage. Garbage. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> one thing as well is that Emily says to Lola that the reason she had sex in the toilet was because yeah. she was practicing for her yeah, teacher, yeah, yeah. which is really fucking weird. Yeah. To say and to write in a film. Yeah. You know, completely pointless. It doesn't help with any characters no. whatsoever. Um, I also put in my notes, I feel like I was promised more of Janice and her boyfriend in this film. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are they doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the whole Paris thing as well. I'm very confused as to why Demi has a change. <laughs> I will only yeah. refer to her as Demi more. Why she has a change of heart mm-hmm. for no real reason. Lola gives her absolutely no reason to forgive her. Yeah. It's never dealt with. Yeah, Emily's mum is fuming at the sexy underwear. Janice's mum thinks that Janice is too dumb to understand what medication is for cramps and what isn't. Mm -hmm. So she was just going to write cramps in big letters. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lola steals an expensive jumper from her mum, effectively. And she's given a lovely ring by her mum as well. Like, it's gone from, you're never never leaving this place, you're not going to Paris. Here's Paris and here's a bit of jewellery as well. Pandora sponsor. Pandora. Uh, Lola listens to somewhere only we know. Again, we get it twice in this film. Uh, Whilst on the plane to Paris, Kyle 
walks over to where she's sitting. He kisses her, takes an earphone. They both listen to the Keen classic and everything is solved without a single fucking word. Yeah. Unbelievable. He just puts his head on her shoulder. So Emily, she, she hasn't properly forgiven Emily yet. She's doing that thing. Yeah, everything's fine between us. Yeah. So Emily, I don't know what Emily goes to do. Go for a piss or something. Um, so then Kyle goes over. Literally, they they share the earphones, listening yeah. to Keen. The power of Keen, incredible. <laughs> and he puts his head on her shoulder, and everything's resolved. Yeah. Emily then goes and sits next to Wes. Yeah. When, when, whatever. Who is inappropriate with her yet mm. again? And she laughs at it. Yeah. So my question is, if Lola and Emily aren't in a great place, why are they sat next to each other? Mm-hmm. And why would Kyle and Wen be sat next to each other? Yeah. For this to happen. Plot purposes. Okay. Like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't he just sit next to Chad? Like, is it assigned seating on a plane? Exactly. Paris? Yeah. That's it. It's all solved. It's all solved. It's all resolved. They arrive in France and Emily is confused because she can't see the Eiffel Tower. Kyle and Janice's uh, boyfriend Lloyd are in the car with the French lady they're staying with and uh, her daughter Lily who has Down Syndrome. Now, usually that wouldn't really be important to a plot. You know, great that she's got work in a big film that's been released. Uh, Not really though because she's just here for a laugh. And the laugh is at her expense. So Lloyd compares their situation to being in a horror film uh, because the girl with Down syndrome is smiling at him. Yeah. But Carl's to the rescue. He's like, hey, man, that's really not cool. Don't discriminate people. Yes. And then yeah. Lloyd says that he... Lloyd is insulted that, I'm assuming because Lloyd is a, a black man, Yeah. That... To insinuate that he's discriminating, yeah, is ridiculous. And, like, what is this for? Like, what? Where is the you, humor uh, here? Yeah, you are discriminating someone with Down syndrome. That's not quite the same. But but where where is the joke? Where I... where are the jokes? Yes, yeah. you know you, this isn't what is meant to be funny in this scene, mm-hmm. and it, this isn't you know even in twenty twelve we could say oh you know it was eleven years ago. This is not funny. No. Where are the jokes? Mm-hmm. You know, also, and, and I cannot believe, apart from that, I cannot believe the way that they depict French culture in oh, this I know. film. I know. Written by and directed by a French woman, mm-hmm. you know, the, the to great hilarity, the students are staying not in modern, posh Paris. Like they're used to in Chicago because they mm-hmm. all come from a place of privilege. Yeah, they're staying with French citizens in the countryside. Lola is absolutely disgusted by the mere presence of sheep. Yeah, like it's like they've never seen uh-huh. sheep before. Absolutely yeah. disgusted. Janice and Ashley are horrified at escargot. Mm-hmm. It's I put here so funny and so original. Oh, they eat snails. Yeah, so I mean, you've seen this joke a thousand times. Fun fact, though, it wasn't originally in the script for Janice to actually eat the snail in Paris, but the actress really wanted to try it. So Ashley Green's reaction was real. Oh, how disgusted she yeah. was! 
Emily and Lola are staying. This is very confusing. Emily and Lola are staying with a Joan of Arc fanatic. Yeah. Um, like her and her daughter have bowl haircuts. Joan of Arc is everywhere. Yeah. And I think it's Emily that says, "Welcome to the psych ward." Yeah. Like what? I don't get it. <laughs> I I don't know what the comparison would be. Like a Joan of Arc fanatic. Is that not just a religious fanatic? Like Saint Joan? Maybe. I just don't get where the humour is. No, no. Especially again, especially means it's made by a French person. Like a French person. I, I was suppose in France a Joan of Arc fanatic would be funny. Maybe. It would be a bit like us if someone, you know, was fanatic about the Queen. Mm. Or like Princess Diana. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't get it. Back in Chicago, Anne's mother quizzes her on Jack, and Lola's sister points out that it's just like looking at Anne and Lola. Don't even. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> She's just like mum with Lola. Like, oh. <laughs> oh. Back in Paris. Or back Thanks in France. for the explanation, kids. Back in France. Emily's like, Lola, why are you still mad at me? She's confused as to why Lola would be mad at her for keeping in the bathroom a secret for so long. Seriously, you're not stupid. It's it's quite clear why she'd be still mad at you. But Emily makes it all better when she admits that it was when she was in the bathroom with. <gasps> and Lola, then that's it. It's all done. Uh, Lola agrees because when is so hideous. Yeah. And this is what I, my issue with this is that the whole when issue is him not being attractive enough. He's not... You know, he wears glasses. He's weird. But I don't feel like it's the inappropriate behaviour that's no. the issue. It's Did... the way he looks. He's not conventionally attractive. How about the fact that he sexually harasses her? Yeah, like, like... he's incredibly inappropriate. Yeah. Well, we get a French version of All Right by Supergrass. Oh uh, as we get a montage of everyone doing touristy stuff in Paris. It's very clueless. It's absolutely very taken directly from clueless. And they're trying on fancy clothes. They're in a, some sort of fountain in front of the Eiffel Tower. It's like, ugh. Um, and this is where I put in my notes. I fucking hate this thing. <laughs> Anne takes James to Gina's house and they all smoke weed together to create hilarity because, you know... He's a narcotics cop. Yeah. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Emily is Fred. But no, literally. In all seriousness, yeah. though, like, she doesn't know him that well. Uh -huh. He could have just arrested them. Yeah. Like, she's going to get her friends arrested for, yeah. for a, a prank. She could have warned them beforehand. Like, uh -huh. the guy's a narcotics cop, so you may not want to, you know, smoke weed in front uh -huh. of him. And again, it's pure privilege. Yeah. You know, and I. I, I suppose we see, all see things from, you know, a, a perspective, you know. But from a modern perspective, it is a bit like people are in prison yeah. for a prolonged period of time because of having weed on them. Yeah. And there's this dude smoking in front of a narcotics cop. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's rich. Yeah. You know, and white. Yeah. And... Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? No, absolutely. It's kind absolutely. of... And I know, you know, but, oh, you're overanalyzing this film, but it's a shit joke. It is. So you deserve to be shamed. <laughs> and you just, you know, you deserve 
to be told off for this fucking crap. Yeah. Much like the next scene where Emily is fed brains by the French family, but to great hilarity. <laughs> when sneaks into the house and Kyle brings Lola back to his place and tells the family he's staying with that she's his deaf mute cousin. Yet to great hilarity. Uh, Lo- Lola then loses her virginity to Kyle and Demi has sex with... What's his name? James. Yeah. James. Whilst a song plays. (laughs) It's called Everybody's Got to Learn Sometime by Jean-Philippe Verdine. It's a great song. And uh, as they're... (laughs) Sorry. I'm so sorry. She literally says to him... This is my first time. Well, first of all, he asks her to look after his guitar when they're back in Chicago. Yeah, I love dirty talk. Why, why is it so complicated in Chicago? It's not complicated here. It's not fucking complicated anywhere. Yeah. Because you just resolve issues like that <laughs> at the drop of a hat. But she she literally is like, oh, this would be my first time. The next minute all you hear is, everybody's got to learn sometime. <laughs> then, then, to great hilarity, it goes to Demi saying... This is my first time since the divorce. <laughs> and it's not. You've been shagging your ex this whole time, you fucking idiot. <laughs> but this is... This is the... <laughs> this, like, juxtaposition between Lola's first time and her her mum's first time yeah. since the divorce is fucking creepy as fuck. It's, it so, is. Weird. it's so weird. Like... <laughs> It's such bad writing. Yeah. Like, oh, this this film made me cry <laughs> out of frustration and just how awful. Like, who writes this shit? I have no idea. Because someone sat down and wrote, this would be a really touching moment. Yeah. I feel like mum, mother and daughter should be getting banged at the same time. <laughs> And they should say something very similar. I think, you know, they're just so similar. Yeah. These relationships between mothers and daughters, you know, I just, I feel like they should get railed at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is slightly confusing because there is quite a time difference. There is quite a time There's difference, quite but it's time nighttime difference. at the same time. Yeah. It Magically. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Lloyd and uh, Lily, the girl with Down syndrome, have a moment as well. Really no idea where they were going with that. It's treated as if it's some huge character arc. Yeah. two characters that we've barely seen. So he's redeemed himself for discriminating against her. I just, I don't, I don't understand. I, I no. Really, it, it is. And I actually have to say, it's probably the worst part of the film. It is. Because it's not funny. It's stupid. It goes absolutely nowhere. It's so cliche. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. That whole thing. And, it, and okay, it, in terms of screen time, it probably takes up less than five uh-huh. minutes. But fuck off. When they all return home, Chad and Kyle rekindle their friendship and he gives his blessing to Kyle and Lola. With what does it abs- fucking matter? Exactly. No explanation, no reasoning, no, no real no. conversation on no. the matter. It's like, yeah, I'm okay with it now. What is it? Look, just keep it real with me and we'll be cool. I mean, we're like brothers, right? Well, yeah. Okay, what about all the slut shaming you've done? Exactly. What about when you fucking had a fight with her? Like, you fucking pushed her. Yeah. Like, what? 
Kyle, this comes off the back of Kyle suggesting that Chad's family adopt him because he's having such a terrible time. <laughs> I'm not allowed to play him a music man. My dad wants me to focus on my studies, man. <laughs> In our fucking penthouse apartment, man. When we have fucking soup course, man. Look at that view, man. Uh, <laughs> and then Kyle's like, well, you like a brother too. He's like... <laughs> He says, no, because that would be like, that would be my brother is hooking up with my ex <laughs> in my home. Mm -hmm. And then he says, well, you like a brother to me anyway, man. So it's perfectly fine. <laughs> I agree. It's like, and that's literally within like yeah. 20 seconds. Uh -huh. <sighs> Lola sticks up for the post-it girl when Chad accuses her of wearing home makeup, uh, resulting in them now becoming friends. And she she's like, why do you keep calling women hoes? And he says to Lola, whatever ho. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, what is he like? And Carla's like, no issue with this. Yeah. What he does is take some heart that they're dissecting and tries to rub it in their faces. And suddenly Lola and Ashley are now best friends. Yes. Um, Kyle has absolutely no issue with this. Because, the, I mean, Kyle and... Lola are together now. Yeah. Boyfriend and girlfriend. And he has absolutely no issue with Chad calling her a hoe. Mm hmm It's fine. Yeah. <sighs> Anne finds Lola's diary, discovering that she slept with Kyle and smoked weed. So we get various flashbacks to the rest of the film to remind us of this. Uh, yeah, and Demi Moore's horrified face is exactly the same as my horrified face whilst watching this drivel. <laughs> Please don't remind me of what I've just spent hours of my life watching. Yeah, confronting her after receiving some advice from her therapist and an argument with Alan. Anne and Lola have a huge falling out and Lola moves with Alan. They're in the car together. She confronts her about it and Lola's like, God, you're a bitch. And Anne slaps her in the face. Yes. Yay. <laughs> when I, I I literally wrote here, I think I think a lot of characters deserved a good slap. It's true. Actually, it wasn't just Lola. When is having a private tutor session with none other than Mr. Ross when he gets a call from Emily and her contact picture is a picture of a cleavage in a bra. So Mr. Ross quickly turns the phone over. Yes. The next scene, Emily thanks Mr. Ross for covering for her in the shop that time. Mm -hmm. And he tells her, he's like, oh, you're so beautiful and smart. You don't need lies and tricks to get by in life. Tell when to focus more and change his contact picture. Okay, no, this is the point where you're like, okay, what you've done is wildly inappropriate. I'm reporting you for trying to fucking get it on with me. Like, what, what's he doing? But it's it, it's also, it's not explained why. It's, it's his, I mean, it's a, it's a good message. What he's saying is a good message. You are a smart girl. You're a beautiful girl. You don't have to pretend to be someone you're not. Now, she didn't go undercover <laughs> or anything like that. So I don't understand where she's pretended to be someone she's not. Yeah. Yes. You know, she hasn't been completely open about her and when. Apparently, you know, there's no big coming out scene for that either. Um, but she she hasn't really pretended to be anyone she's not. Really. So I don't really get it. You know, is it the idea that she had, you know, asked for a tutor when she didn't need one? Mm -hmm. Like, whatever. 
Um, and he says, you know, tell when he should change his picture of her on his phone. Yeah. Which is a great point about how degrading it would be that that's all he has on her phone. Mm-hmm. You know, when is a very inappropriate person. He has been very inappropriate throughout the whole of the film. That is very inappropriate. Yeah. To have that picture of her uh-huh. on his phone. Yeah. He doesn't respect her. He doesn't respect women. No. Not dealt with. No. Not no. dealt with. They, you know, it's just, okay. Yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll tell him. Yeah. You know, she she's not a character... I mean, she she has a fair bit of screen time, but we still don't really get an idea of who she is. No. No. Um, it's just I don't I don't get it. I don't I'm not even sure how to explain what no. it's trying to do. I mean, there is a message somewhere in what he's saying, but it's it's gotten confused mm-hmm. with the whole film. Yeah. Or, I'm, or, or maybe my brain's just melted now. <laughs> well, Lila and Alan have a ridiculously boring conversation about what they like so much about Oreos. Oh my god. And then just like everything else in this film, Lola emails Anne to apologise for upsetting her and not t- talking to her about what's in her diary. And everything is solved within seconds and she moves back in. That dialogue, which I... I don't get it. Is it meant to be a metaphor? But I think they were just talking dad, about Oreos. <laughs> I just sat there and he says, I like the cream. And she says, Well, I like the chocolate. Like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, is this a heartfelt, tender moment between the two of them? No. Like, what is this meant to be? Uh huh. You get absolutely nothing of the their relationship. No. Nothing whatsoever. No. And this is the last we see of Thomas Jane. Mm-hmm. Like, why is his character... Why does he exist? <laughs> why is he there? What is this for? Uh-huh. I don't get it. Yeah. I like the cream. I like the chocolate. <laughs> oh, my God. Wake me up. Boring. Lola brings no shampoo to her house to practice there. Uh, and Anne, I got well confused there. <laughs> like, I realised that's the name the band. of the band. And Anne lets them practice, which apparently makes her the best mum in the world. It does. Um, Chad being a member of No Shampoo, yeah. who you know how he's treated your daughter. Uh-huh. You know that he actually physically assaulted her. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, come in, guys. Practice. <laughs> like, yeah. There's forgiveness and there's understanding, but there's also kind of letting Chad get away with this uh-huh. behaviour. And there should have been a moment where someone yeah. turned to him and said, you are a twat. You, you know, you don't push my daughter on her ass. No. You don't. Yeah. You, you've gone into a physical altercation. You've cheated on her. Uh-huh. You know, if anyone deserved that slap from Demi, yeah. it was Chad. Yeah. But apparently it's all fine. It's all forgiven. Because yeah. he has allowed Kyle and Lola's relationship to happen. Yeah. And I, I it's absolutely nothing to do with him. No, nothing to do with him. This film is actually quite insulting to it's women. It's so insulting. So, so insulting. insulting. 
Kyle leaves the Battle of the Bands flyer for his dad and he's fuming, but still shows up at the Battle of the Bands. I wonder where this is going. No Shampoo win the Battle of the Bands with a fucking generic performance and his father finally begins to support his musical aspirations. <laughs> Did you <laughs> notice that with the, the leaflets, did you see when they were being handed out by Lola and Ashley yeah. at the school? I don't know why, because they'd already... Are they not the same leaflets that yeah. hand- Ashley was yeah. handing out earlier? But literally, Lola and Ashley are like, come to Battle of the Bands, come to Battle of the Bands. And the band themselves, no champion, are just sat there watching them. <laughs> Get your fucking asses up. You hand out some fucking leaflets. Uh, but yeah, the death's such a cliche. And, you know, it worked with Cheryl Lee Ralph and Lauren Hill in Sister <laughs> Act 2, Back in the Habit. It worked. It does not work in this circumstance because let's let's be no shampoo and no Lauren Hill. Like when you see Lauren Hill perform, you're like, yes, you've got a future in this, honey. You don't see no shampoo and go like, okay, that's fine. No. Well, post it, girl, and Chad begins a date because you know Chad deserves a happy ending. Deserves to get the girl, apparently. But then, Despite slut shaming her. Like, yeah, and it also prior. makes Ashley look like a fucking idiot. It does. As well. Like, yeah. what's her character arc? Yeah. Emily and Wen are together because she's no longer embarrassed to be with him. And the film ends with the narration making a return. <laughs> oh, no. Where she's like, I guess if I've learned anything this year, it's that you can pretend. <laughs> it's that you can pretend to be anyone you want. But when it comes to love, and I mean real love best thing is just be yourself the truth is me and mum aren't so different after all we're finally ready to let each other grow up and it's nice to know no matter what happens we'll always be there for each other um okay hang on a minute hang the fuck on you're ready to let each other grow up you've not had a single say in your mum's life throughout the entire fucking film you couldn't care less you couldn't care less. <laughs> Let's make one thing very clear. That was not what this film was about. No! <laughs> really, that was seriously not what this film was about. Uh, allowing each other to grow up, uh, I, I really don't understand. Because all they ever talked about was men. Yeah. They never. There was never any mother-daughter relationship discourse. Mm-hmm. Because all they ever talked about was men. Like, I'm disappointed in you because I think you're shagging men. I'm disappointed in you because you're shagging my dad. You know, that's that's it. Yeah. That's all the mother-daughter thing was. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you had a party. Oh wait, no, that was resolved really quick. Yeah. So what is this about? Mm-hmm. Because it's not about mothers and daughters realising that they're more similar than they thought. Yeah. It's, it's not, about nothing. It's the film about is about nothing. fucking nothing. And it ends with Anne and Lola laughing out loud whilst cuddling. And then we get a little uh, little end credits card where it says, The End, lol. And it turns into lots of love. That <laughs> That's lol. is lol. I will go on record and say that is genuinely one of the worst films <laughs> I've ever watched. And I, I understand. I have lolled. Uh, quite a bit of yeah. it. But when you really look at it in terms of acting, <laughs> dialogue, you know, 
whatever the film's meant to be about, it's really bad. I'd be lying if I said I was not thoroughly entertained throughout the entire thing, and I'd be interested to watch it again without spreading it over four hours or so. <laughs> I think maybe this is where some of my frustrations <laughs> lie. It's because we had to keep pausing. We were like, what did she say? What was that? Oh my God, what? Yeah. I can't keep up. What's going on here? This was hilarious. Like, I cannot believe someone put this out there and thought this was acceptable, that this was a, a film that should be released theatrically, like, big stars. Like, what the fuck? This would have made a wonderful parody yeah. of American films. But that's what makes it even funnier. The fact that they... It's not. There's yeah. a sincerity there. That's what makes it funnier. Because they, they thought they were really doing something. Yeah. Well, let's get to the awards. Let's go to the awards. Biggest queen. I've just got Lola's nan. I really, this is a stretch. Marlo Thomas having a big whiskey. Yeah. She's, she's the only character that I didn't want to kick. <laughs> Biggest gasp. I have the webcam in the chicken scene because, I mean, come on. It has to be webcam in the chicken. There's no... <laughs> yeah. Best dialogue and best worst dialogue, like the absolute most ridiculous dialogue in this film is, of course, Lola, is that a Brazilian? It's my body and I'll take care of it how I want to. No, it's not. And I'm not going to let you be a porn star. You haven't done anything with like boys. I mean, you would tell me, right? Uh, That's a good one. But I did go with, you know what this report card smells like? (laughs) No more music. That's camp. I have Miley Cyrus calling Demi Moore a bitch, followed by Demi Moore slapping Miley Cyrus. That was a good one. Um, I I had to put mother and daughter getting railed at the same time. <laughs> this is my first. This is my first time since the divorce. High camp and ridiculousness. I've got a bonus round with my favorite Chris quotes whilst watching the film. Yeah. Including, this might be the worst film I've ever seen. It has to be at least in my top five worst films. Oh my God, I feel sick. I need a break. Oh my God, I could cry. I could cry. That's true. It was very painful. But the problem is, this is an hour and a half film. And I've dedicated so many hours of my life to it. I mean, that's why I'm so angry. (laughs) Ratings, I give it one chicken penetration by webcam out of ten. I gave it one Oreo-based heart-to-heart out of ten. And Masterpiece, Trash-to-Piece, Trash-to-Basic, for me, this is a fully-fledged Trash-to-Piece. It is Trash-to-Piece. It, it is Trash-to-Piece. I, I may watch it again. I may hate watch it again <laughs> for a laugh. And if you want to witness this for yourself, it's available on DVD, oh. Netflix, and Video On Demand. Of course it's on Netflix. It is a 15 on Netflix now. Rightfully so. It is a 15 on Netflix now. Yeah. If yeah, this is not Hannah Montana. I. If you enjoy this, I recommend checking out both Crossroads and Glitter. <laughs> Same energy with both. Same energy. I went for if you enjoyed this, check out something a lot better that deals with the same <laughs> themes, starring a rock band and a battle of the bands tournament, and mother daughter relationship. Teen star Lindsay Lohan in Freaky Friday. Yes, yes. Done much, much better. Let us know if you've watched Lowell and if 
you're a fan. Uh, we're Horrorcore Trash Over on no Facebook and Instagram. Fan. You can't be. Also, please. Miley Cyrus's new album's out this Friday, and we yes. didn't even plan that. We stan Miley Cyrus. Her new album is out this week. Cannot wait to listen to it. Hopefully it's better than this film. Please, no lol too. <laughs> Uh, we are Horrorcore Trash Over on Please Facebook. Please buy her music so she won't make another film like this. <laughs> we are Horrorcore Trash Over on Facebook and Instagram, Horrorcore Trash on Twitter. I'm Dead Like Gaz92 on Letterboxd, Gazmo to Revive on Instagram, and GazCruise92 on Twitter. I'm Chris Barker823 on Letterboxd and uh, Instagram. And don't forget to check out the Horror Festival we're hosting later this year, Gasp Horror Festival. It's Gasp Horror Fest across all social media. Don't forget to give us a rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, like a follow on everything else. Give us a rating on Spotify. Next week, it's double episode week, and Demi Moore's back on Tuesday for striptease. Yes, really looking forward to this one. Um, it, it, again, it was a coincidence that we've got two Demi Moore films yeah. in a row, but here's hoping it's much better. Yeah. Well, it's got it's got a repu- it's got a reputation, but it's kind of in the showgirls. You know, sphere where uh, people are reevaluating it much later on. So I'm excited to do that. And uh, we'll be back on Friday as well with our highlights from this year's Glasgow Film Festival. Yes, that's that'd be good. Yeah, Yeah, we've actually got quite a few highlights. Yeah, it would be good, wouldn't it? (laughs) Sometimes I. I, I How we encourage our listeners to come back. That'd be good. That sounds good. good, It'll be good. It'll sound good. Yeah. We'll be back. You'll enjoy that. We'll be back. Same time, same place next week. (laughs) Bye.